episode number 25 of Behind the Sport. I'm Shane. Brent joins me as usual. How are you today, buddy? Oh, fantastic, man. 25. Well, we're still going. This is cool. It is very cool. Um, and in saying that, uh, I need to stop saying who we've got coming up on epic coming episodes because it never happens. Every time I say next week we're going to have some someone, I never turn up. Um, uh, no, I mean, like, it's it's understandable at the moment, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so much stuff's going yeah. on. And, yeah. Bad phrasing on that one. Um, there's only one person that didn't turn up. Um, Power Cruise weekend just happened. Holy hell. Still broken from that. Three yeah, days. I saw some photos of yours of like 500 taxis driving down turn seven. I thought it was like a modern version of saloon cars. <laughs> I took that one just for you, mate. I was like, after yeah. seeing your whinge the night before about the uh, quality of cars, I was like, let's try and get all the taxis and line them up. Yeah. Oh, and I like, like I like power crews. Um, it's not everyone's cup of tea, and some you know traditionalists just don't get it. But some of those like the pro drift cars and some of those pro burnout cars, the quality of them, like the, uh, they're just like incredible. Like Joel's, um, VF thing, like 1700 horsepower, the tin works immaculate. The interior is immaculate, just mental car. It's just cool to see them being used. I know it's not everyone's cup of tea, but we've got to support everything. And in fact, they get the taste for it and they want to go drag racing properly or go, um, you know, try something different, use it for drifting, whatever, man, that's, it's just cool. And then there's guys like that, like Joel's from an HQ racing background. So it's just cool to see real wild, high quality builds like that. You, you take something away from it every time. Yeah. And look, it, it's um, this year uh, because of um, COVID-19, um, you know, didn't have the usual suspects like Gup come over, uh, Jai or the rest of the crew. Um, so it was a little bit run a bit different. Um, but you know, still people out there having fun, some people doing stupid shit as usual. Um, but you know, all in all, drift displays were awesome. Um, yeah, it was, it was cool. Um, yeah, hopefully next year. Um, the regular crew will be back on board and um, yeah, able to actually get over here. And um, like, it was massive this year. Like they, I, I was having a chat with someone leading up to it and they're like, nah, Power Grease is going to be shit. You know, it's... Um, nah, everything's been you know. big. You look at the last roll racing, you know, they, they maxed it out. They had to stop yeah. people and there's still lights all the way up um, Watergrove Road, you know, like it's... Yep. Yeah, it's just, just want to go out and do stuff, and yeah, and, and we can because we're in WA. What happened with Power Cruise is everyone wanted to go out and do something, and they yep. had a chance, so off they went. And um, yeah, but on to this week's guest, and um, this week's guest, he doesn't compete in motorsport, um, but you will see him at the track for pretty much every single drift event that's going on up in uh, Wanneroo Raceway. He is a very entertaining guy. He's a weapon on a sim. <laughs> yeah, he's amazing on a sim. Um, I'm scared to actually see him in a proper race car, although I still reckon that I want to get him some laps in a Radical. Um, just we'll leave that as a little surprise for him later, but... 
that's going to happen soon. Um, but yeah, like just he's he's just an all round good guy. Um, at the last drift event, he was the cone master. Uh, made sure that event ran smooth as possible. Um, yeah, Jimmy Russo. Um, I, I can't say any, enough good stuff about this guy. Oh, and if and if people don't know, just like the most generous dude. Do you think charitable, charitable wise? Yep. Just a weapon, man. Always jumping on. Helped us out with the uh, sim cup and the you know racing for him and di. Uh, he's got some other great stuff going on, which I'm sure you'll talk about. He's yeah, he's yeah, awesome. Um, and you know, he's he's leading the way with raising money for uh, driftability this year. So let's get him on and have a chat. Um, let's make it a little bit loose. Maybe put the little ones to bed, and uh, <laughs> we'll see how we go. <laughs> and uh, here he is. This is Jimmy Russo. Thanks for joining us tonight, Jimmy. How are you doing? Good, mate. Yourself? Yep. Yep. Getting over power cruise for another year. Yep. So, um, yeah, which uh, you weren't at this year, which is a shame. I know. I tried to break the curse of not blowing a motor, so I just didn't come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Power cruise single-handedly put the price of RB gearboxes through the roof. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> now, look. You are not a competitor in motorsport. However, you are at Wanneroo Raceway for pretty much every drift event. You're a gun on the sim. I think you came, what, second in the Arise Challenge for August? Uh, I think I got bumped down to third by the end. So, But I had there were some, some bloody good races that came in on my month. <laughs> It was hectic, man. Those times where I tried miles off shit. But, but when you put it into perspective, you know, these guys that you're going against are either professional sim races or they're actual races, you know, out doing karting or, you know, even the, the trainers at Rise Racing, you're beating their times. So, yeah. you know, to come third, why aren't you out there racing? Uh, it's it's on the cards. It is on the cards. Um, I've always had a first for racing. I just uh, I don't know drifting. Drifting got into my blood first, and I've kind of I've wet the toes with that. But I really yearn to compete. So yeah, keep keep an eye on me. Hopefully, I haven't decided if I'm going to transfer the uh, skyline to a track car or not. But uh, I don't know. I'm going to make some decisions and some uh, poor life uh, financial mistakes. I think. Massive financial mistakes, but hey, it's legal, unlike crack and hookers, so you'll be right. <laughs> Already bumps our rating up to R for the week. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, look, I think, yeah, I think it's about time we put you on dialysis, get you out of drifting and get you into racing, change the blood over. Yeah, because I think, um, you know, I mean, look, drifting, drifting's cool. Um, but yeah, I think to see you out on the track would be pretty damn. Oh, and it, tra- it transfers over. You don't have to be the the go kart prodigy, like no. um, like in in the style of cars that I think you like, Jimmy. And I know, I know what I like, like the sports sedan slash street car. You know, like a sports sedan radials, like uh, Andrew. He came from a drift background. And he went to circuit racing because he wanted more seat time, yeah. and uh, he's been 
state champion that many times since, and now he's just a, a broken dude that prefers golf, which sucks. But uh, <laughs> we're trying to get some people to challenge him, and I'll keep hassling him about golf until he tries a bit harder. <laughs> so, yeah, well, it, it's yeah, it, it's definitely on my to-do list. It's it's just it's just money at the moment. So obviously, I'm getting to the age where we uh, the wife wants a house and. So motorsport's got to slow down a little bit. So, but uh, yeah, I'm not. I'm not giving up. We'll, we'll just progressively get there. I think. I think I just got to bite the bullet and uh, do a bit of modification to the skyline and bring it out for a couple of time trial days and see how it goes. So, you're right, man. I did my first. So I came from circuit racing, then went to drifting, and then I did my first Scarwa race meet two weeks after coming back from a Darwin Invitational for drifting, knuckles and all. I remember I've been told that absolutely. Yeah, so like it's yeah, like it's not ideal. There's a lot of, lot a lot of science and a lot of things you can do to really improve it, but it won't. It'll do what you need it to do. Yeah, yeah. Now, a while ago, uh, when I was writing for a website that will not be named, um, mm. where she did the first ever behind the sport article. <laughs> So in essence, you're actually responsible for the name of this podcast. Oh, yay. Because <laughs> when, when I was doing I was doing an inside the helmet thing. And when I was chatting with you, yeah, I, when I first met you, I thought you were a seasoned competitor in drift. Uh, yeah. and, <laughs> and as I found out from the interview process for that article, you weren't. Yeah, you were just a... A, a drift is life dude yeah, yeah but i think the quote was back then from yeah. who just wants to help out just wants to you know get more people involved and and you know that's that's bloody unique well that's you know there's there's a few people doing it but a lot of people don't like competition but you know as you said you're not there competing you're there you know having fun developing your skills and helping out other people get involved. Yeah. And yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Look, I think my, I think my rush comes from pushing myself personally. I don't think I have to prove myself to anyone else. And uh, I, I just get out there and I try to, I try to be as aggressive as I can behind the wheel of the car and learn a new skill every time I'm out. And uh, I'd say thanks to Ken Leon a lot for that because he pushes me every time I'm out and uh, you know, when I'm not driving, helping out and teaching people how to drift and just volunteering at the track for track days is it's my other drug. I just, I just love being out there. I love bringing people into the sport and I just like seeing smiles. I think that's the most addictive part. So as long as everyone's having fun and if I can show a couple more people and bring them into the sport, then it's a good weekend. <laughs> <laughs> the, um, in terms of when you first went out drifting, um, yeah, you, know, you jump in the car for the first time and of course the natural thing for most people is that you know when a car goes sideways you know you fight it and want to want to put it back straight yeah you know, how, how do you make that how did you make that change from going you know sideways is good yeah. instead of sideways is bad um i i think i was one of the lucky ones i kind of caught on quite quickly um I think I was lucky with the cars I bought also. I think that helped a little bit. So I, I bought one of uh, 
Brendan Greaves' old BMW, the, the, the blue one that's getting around, uh, has more owners than any other car in WA, I think. But Jamie Worrell currently owns it, I believe. But uh, it, Speaking of someone who's owned every car in WA. <laughs> yeah, still owns every car in WA and still buying cars. Um, but no, that, that BMW was fantastic. I, I, you could whip that as hard as you can and it, it, was, uh, it was very self-drive. So I think... I, I think it was a little bit of uh, natural talent and lucky choice of cars, I think. So, and, and I just, I jumped at every bit of seat time there is. So I get people still asking me today, how did you learn so quickly? I've been to the track six times. And I said, well, I did what you did in the space of a month. So, you know what I mean? I jammed in, I jammed in as much seat time as I could. I think there was one month there where I went to every single event and I ended up drifting three weeks out of the four in a month. And by the end of it, I was exhausted. I could barely lift my arms, but yeah, I mean, I just practice and practice and practice. And I, that, that's the important part with any motorsport is seat time. So it really is true. Seat time is golden. So you can pay for all the mods you want, but without the seat time, it ain't going to do jack all. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now you are an official for D1WA, demo driver for Drift School WA, and back at the beginning of this year, you were starting your training of new newbies on the infield at uh, Wanneroo Raceway for Drift West. So now that we're, God, when was this article written? <laughs> um, 43 weeks ago. So yeah. 43 weeks oh, later. With uh, probably about ten weeks off due to COVID nineteen, yeah. How's your how's that training going? How's that that experience with Drift West going? Yeah, it's a, it's awesome. Drift West is still great. I think I'm taking my first month off this month from training uh, since I started. So I'm taking some me time this month. I've said I'm not training, but. It's great. The last few events, um, I've been setting up the the track myself, so I get to put my little design in, and uh, um, obviously uh, lead uh, lead trainer James Gloin's been absent for a few months now, so he's kind of handed the reins over to me while he's gone and let me organise and run the night, and it's it's still just as good as before. You get to meet the new guys coming into the scene fresh. Uh, you know, you get to see what they're made of. And at the end of the day, when you see them out on the track, you can kind of kind of hold your head up high and say you had a little bit to do with that. So it, it's cool seeing the new guys come in and help them and yeah, to see them progress through their career. And, I mean, some guys were – I've seen some guys that have gone uh, – that were at the comp on the weekend that, that were on the infield training. So it, it's just awesome watching people progress. So I really enjoy it. Now, the last uh, D1WA event, you were the master of cones in the back of a, I think it was, was that an Astra? That was, uh, that was DJ Lubsch's little uh, Barina, I believe it was. <laughs> it was even cooler than Astra, would you believe? Golden <laughs> <laughs> Barina. <laughs> the sound of the wine when you were in reverse, firing it back from turn seven, uh, <laughs> it made our day. We're like, all oh, right. I don't know, they made, uh, you know, Hollingers for Barinas, but, you know. <laughs> I was a little scared when I was uh, rev limiting in reverse. It wasn't making, making some horrible noises. <laughs> we we're waiting for you to whip it around and pretend you're on Macca's Trace. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, I had uh, Graydon on uh, watching the tracks. So I didn't want to misbehave too much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
So I think that um, yeah, obviously added a little bit of a spectacle to the event, but also you know, kept kept the flow a lot faster rather than well, uh, God, what's his name that usually goes does the running there? Um, oh, um, oh, the young guy. He's really good too, though. Is it Greg? Greg, yeah, Greg. Yeah, Greggy, poor Greg usually <laughs> runs the codes and it's it's a hard job. It, it, oh, it sucks, end, man. Yeah, by the end of the day, you're exhausted. So not I only was, not yeah. only was I announcing the win lose, I was basically announcing the win, jumping in the marina real quick, and then racing to fix the track, and then racing back. And yeah, I was I was exhausted by the end of the day. I slept quite well that night. <laughs> I think uh, you and Cam Edwards could have some very long chats. <laughs> yeah, the burning remnants of broken cones oh, no. <laughs> about your hate of cones being destroyed and moved <laughs> yeah hate, hate of cones big time i think i i have nightmares about cones after an event for quite a few nights afterwards they <laughs> <laughs> uh, start adding penalty i mean obviously points, you know they do get extra penalties but maybe yeah they should all contribute a dollar you know, to, to Jimmy's beer fund afterwards or something like that. Right. We, we lost, you know, the big, long, um, skinny cones that go in the bases. Yeah. We, I think, I think the drifters destroyed with, so we had about 20 and we had about five clipping zones. So we had about 15 spare. I had, uh, I had four left that were unbroken by the end of the day. They had obliterated every single spare cone we had. So, yeah, I think they're getting a bit brittle and old, so D1 gets some new coats. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the next thing coming up for you, um, the, the next major thing, I guess, is uh, driftability. Yeah. Um, now, that event was started a couple of years ago by the then D1 WA president, Andrew Murphy. Yeah. Um, started for some very personal reasons. Um, and that was to share the love of, you know, what he was doing uh, with his family members who wouldn't be able to do that. And I think it was his younger brother um, was was the main reason for that starting. And that's grown from, you know, a fairly small event to, you know, well over 100 competitors last, uh, entrants, I should say, not competitors, 100 entrants last year. Uh, and I think they're on track for over 200 this year. Yeah, um, with the use of the main track and you actually do the driving which is fantastic uh you're one of the drivers um there's i think about 20 odd drivers that volunteer each year um you know and i'd love to have every single one of them on here Uh, (laughs) i think they're the they're the rock stars of this event yeah all top lads in a in that event, before going to exactly more about what it is, how how much in terms of dollar value of tires and fuel and spare parts are you guys putting into those events? You know, for that to happen. Oh well, uh, it, it's hard. Spare parts wise, it's hard to predict because in drifting, anything can go wrong. Um, but uh, tires. Well, you can go for a set of tyres easily. And uh, I think Will Maycock said last uh, last year he was going for a set of tyres in a minute 30. So he he was basically doing one passenger for per lap. So he was going... I've, he would have went through, you know, 15, 15 sets of tyres, no doubt. And 
God's amount of fuel, probably 40, 50 litres of ethanol in the day. So, I mean, it, it, you'd be stretching, depending on if you've got some good suppliers that can give you some cost price, top, cost price tires and whatnot like that, um, you're easily stretching into, you know, anywhere from the $500 mark easily into the thousands of dollars just for the day. Uh, and that's and that's if you don't break anything. So, I mean, the, the, yeah, drifting's an expensive sport, as is every other motorsport, but... You know, we go through tires like our underwear. So, uh, you wear underwear? <laughs> I've run out. They're <laughs> too expensive. Don't worry about underwear. Uh, uh, I had to buy tires, mate. I can't afford them anymore. <laughs> so, in addition to that, um, yeah, you're one of the drivers that is doing some extra work outside of the the actual day, and you're actually doing some fundraising activities. Yeah. And do you, do you want to tell us about what you're actually doing with uh, your your major fundraising? Um, well, we just finished the D1 um, passenger day, which was really good. D1, uh, I came to Geordie Hamer, the president of D1, and I said, hey, look, I want to raise some money for driftability. Would you be happy to, for every public passenger I take on the day for a passenger ride, would you be happy to donate their entry for uh, driftability? And he was all thumbs up. So we ended up raising uh, $400, uh, was it? Yeah, $400 on that day from passenger rides just from myself and D1WA uh, kept their promise and donated that money just recently, which is fantastic. Uh, and we've also just, uh, I've just been finishing talking to AutoPro, uh, who we were um, talking to before, the amazing people at AutoPro Wanneroo. They, um, they have allowed me to host a barbecue at their store. So on the 31st of October from uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. We're going to be having a sausage sizzle with uh, all money raised uh, to be given to Driftability and the Ability Centre. So 100% uh, 100% profits going to them. So uh, I can't thank AutoPro enough for that. Um, again, just awesome people in the community willing to listen to me ask them for three things so I can give people other things. So I just love the community. Everyone's willing to help. So. And look, that, and that's, you know, going that extra mile above to sort those things out, you know, is, is I guess, one of the things and one of the reasons why we wanted you on this is so we could, <laughs> you know, just, yeah, not to put you on a pedestal, but just to say, you know, look, this is, Oh no! Put him on a massive pedestal, man. Like so, like as I mentioned in the intro, you know, Jimmy gave a, a massive amount to the uh, fundraiser we did for MNDI. Again, AutoPro Wanneroo, one of his personal sponsors, jumped on and and donated massively for that. And then, um, you know, he's organised these fundraisers, but he's put a massive personal donation in there as well. Like, mm. you got a car to run. I've got a Skyline. I know how expensive those stupid things are. Like. <laughs> You're, you're, it's incredible, Jimmy. You need to be really congratulated. People, we all take it for granted. You think it's just what normal people do, but man, you just, there's not many that do that. I like I, I like to think that by um, setting an example, maybe it will become normal. So I don't, I don't I don't necessarily want to be put on a pedestal. I sometimes think maybe some people actually um, despise me a little because I'm I'm always trying to 
be in everything and it's not the case i just want to i just want to set the level to a high level you know we we're all very fortunate we all get lots of money to spread around and you know we do we do some of the craziest things that people only dream of so i mean to to take a few months out of my schedule and not drift for a few months just so i can donate some money is the least i can do like i get to do this full time whenever i want so it, it, i just oh, want to let's set that bar high that attitude is exactly why you know i said you know i don't want to put him on a pedestal because you know no <laughs> yeah. no it's, it's deserved man and like anyone's heard me half rambling at the track you know when people are having a bad day or we're having beers afterwards in the little shit especially after streetcar guys with the rum circle um to have a second car you're already in the top 10 percent of the population earn wise yeah. To have a third car that you can take to the racetrack and beat the crap out of and join, pretend to be a professional driver for that half an hour you're on the track. You, you know, you're in, we forget how lucky we are, you know, compared to most people. We're doing pretty cool stuff. And to have someone else that completely gets it, um, man, it's pretty cool. Mm. And, and events like Driftability, you know, there's, there's 20 drivers out there doing their doing their thing donating as jimmy said you know 500 to a thousand dollars worth plus whatever other money you know getting their family to donate to the the event yeah, yeah the the committee members you know the all the people involved in in an event like this you know there's so many there and the, the attitude you know that jimmy brings you know is is the same attitude that a lot of the others bring. Um, and that, that's cool. Yeah. That's absolutely. Yeah. And it, and yeah. if there were more people that took Jimmy's you know, example, you know, we could have some really kick-ass events, you know, raising money for good causes. Yeah, Absolutely. And like what people don't understand is <clears throat> you don't you don't have to give a lot of money like I have like five dollars man five dollars adds up so incredibly fast over you know hundred people I've got three hundred plus people on my Facebook if every one of you donated that's that's massive you know what I mean you don't have to give you only give what you can give man like don't yeah. think that just because Jimmy donated this much oh it's not gonna matter it everything matters a dollar give a dollar give fifty cents like it helps. Uh, it's, just, it's the old thing, you know, you're better off selling a million things for a dollar mm. than one thing for a million yeah. because yeah. the effort required for that million dollar one-off thing. Yeah. yeah. And then that's only one person. Yeah. 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 Whereas if you've got a million people do one dollar, that's a million people talking. Touched about. and affected and yeah. Understanding. Oh man, if we get a million dollars, that'd be that'd be crazy. <laughs> Imagine the things we could do with that. Uh, <laughs> oh look, the, the ability center would uh, I think think love drifters forever. So uh, yeah. the, the, they already do. <laughs> the whole thing at driftability's put on that that you know they found a way that we can use this dumb sport that we all love to to um to help other people. You know, I've been watching it on the side and 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 jumped in, but then there's other there's so many sponsors with it now jumping on there's so many people helping out it's you know um different media centers you got chris at the scooter shop uh and frio one of the races he's just jumped in with the helmets you got the track donating the track high you got guys with supercars coming at lunchtime that we're going to blaze with the skyline it's um 
there's you know, so it's just wild. Yeah, there's so many unsung heroes as well. Like racecraft simulations, they chucked in uh, they chucked in some items for a raffle that got donated yeah. to the driftability. Uh, Rise Racing, um, the, the beautiful people down there messaged me and asked how they could get involved. You know, I mean, not just because they're not on the poster, it's just, you know, it's, yeah, it's awesome, eh? Yeah, I'm lucky. You're putting me on a pedestal. There's so many unsung heroes out there, you know what I mean? There's, there is a lot more out there. So it's just, you know, doing their little part and it's the little parts that, that really make a difference. Yeah. So, you know I mean? yeah, there's a lot of lot of cool people behind the scenes. Is there, um, yeah. The videos are awesome. You see the smiles. Um, yeah, it's just, it's pretty humbling, really. WA does some cool shit. People in WA are cool. Yeah. I've <laughs> lost count how many times I tear up when I watch the, uh, the driftability kids lose it. You know, they're just... <sighs> a different sort of happy <laughs> yeah it's really good yeah the dj lobster video ah. um, yeah cry every time i watch that one that's um, that's that's heavy that one <laughs> yeah and that and that is what you know driftability is about that video yeah. Um, yeah. now for you when you're in that car and you you get you know your your uh participant first participant of the day yeah, what what happens in the car? You know, obviously different impairments, different restrictions. Um, the carers obviously want one level of excitement for them, um, and the participants probably want different levels of excitement for themselves. Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you go with the, with that thing? Like, what happens? Well, this is actually my first year driving. Last year, I just helped out, yeah. but but um, it, it's nine out of ten times they, they they want more like they they uh like they, these are some of these guys can't can't hold themselves up properly we've got to strap them down because obviously you know that they've got body impairments and and i mean you would expect that they would be scared or be timid about it i tell you half a lap men man these kids are clapping and carrying on more exciting than anyone at power cruise you know what i mean like they are asking for more speed and more smoke and more sideways like you can't stop them so you've kind of we had drivers last year that couldn't physically go fast enough for them so you know <laughs> i mean these these kids are wild man i, I wish I wish we could get them in to drive because they'd probably show up some of the new guys that have started driving. <laughs> they're, they're absolutely awesome. I love them. So it's, yeah. So you're, uh, so do you have any reservations about taking any passengers this year? Oh, no, not really. I think it's, I think it's like anywhere else. Um, even with Driscoll, you got you kind of got to gauge your customer and make sure you you drive suitably. So, I think you, you get a couple of laps in or half a lap in, and you see how they're reacting, and you, you go from there. So, I'm, yeah, I'm just I'm just out there to have a good time and hopefully share that as well. So, they're, they're good people out there; they really are. And then you got to remember they're there because they want to be there. So, I mean, they 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 bring a good attitude right from the word go. Yeah, I remember one of the participants last year couldn't get enough of Jamie Burrell's car, um, and he also uh, and he said to me, and I did warn Jamie, and he still hasn't done it. <laughs> said that if Jamie doesn't marry Sarah, <laughs> time, he's going to ask Sarah himself. Oh. Yeah, no, it's Jamie, man. You've got like a month to sort this out, you gimp. The fact you haven't done it yet, 
<laughs> weak as piss. You'll when's never. The, yeah. This is the worst way. Where's the ring? <laughs> I don't know how many times I've commented on that guy's post. Like Sarah is, she's just a great, great woman. She's uh, she's into cars. You know, they're living together now. It's like, man, come on, sort it out, Jamie. They're getting it. They got a house together as well. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like it's it's legally you're married anyway now, buddy. So yourself, do the right thing. <laughs> yeah, that, that that kid was hilarious last year. They that that's what you said. Yeah, the the sheer joy and wanting to be there, and you know, like yeah, he at first when I first see, yeah, he kept coming up to me going, oh, you know. And he's telling me about this car, this car. I'm like, which car, mate? Which car, mate? And he's like, hang on, I gotta go, I gotta go. And then he runs, <laughs> runs off and jumps in Jamie's car again. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, yeah, righto. And then uh, we're up. I was upstairs, and he came up to talk to me while I was upstairs. And that's when he said, he goes, he goes, oh, Jamie's car is really awesome, and blah, blah blah, you know, and and his girlfriend Sarah's really hot. And, <laughs> and I'm like, okay, buddy. And he goes, yep, yep. And he goes, are they married? And I went, no, they're not married. And he goes, oh, I better be one next year. Better be one next year. <laughs> <laughs> what a legend. Oh, oh. We're, we're, this has got to be one of those little separate rad segments. We've got to call Jamie out. Yeah. I like, it's it must be drifters because you got like Glenn McBeth. Um, is it McBeth down in, Col- uh, down in Collie? Shit, he's going to shoot me. Uh, <laughs> down in Albany. He's got a AJ Hismas. She's a, she's a, a brilliant photographer, like nature type photographer. She races Speedway. You know, like, I don't know, can't say anything without being derogatory, but, you know, like a great looker as well. And Glenn's not. Jamie's Sarah's a great looker. Jamie's, Jamie's, ah. Jamie. um, you know, like, like me, like I got a face like a shoe and I married the most beautiful woman out. So just do it before someone else does, man. <laughs> That's why I married my wife. Jesus. Yeah. Like <laughs> far out. Yeah. Popcorn kettle black there with uh, far out. Yeah. So anyway. Oh. <laughs> Jamie, please respond. <laughs> yeah, it's on Jamie. Otherwise, you gotta. This guy's gonna take your girl. <laughs> and, and credit to him, man. I hope he succeeds. If you don't propose, you idiot. <laughs> Look, if that kid, if that kid's there, I'm gonna quickly go buy a ring and give it to him. Yes, I might actually just grab a ring anyway and bring. Yeah, it. it's. And give it to the Please kids. do. That would be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, sorry, Jamie. Maybe. <laughs> Not really. Sorry. Not sorry. <laughs> it should be nice to Jamie. Jamie was actually the first ever drifter that bought a photo off me, so it should be a bit nicer. But, you know. oh, Jamie's, Jamie's like Jimmy and, and like Andy. He's one of those annoying guys that's just so good at driving and so humble about it. It's like, man, now I just drive. It's like, man. You got this sick natural talent. Like you are that good. Doesn't matter what you're in. You could be in like a beta missile or in, you know, your RB car or when you had the LS fourteen or even the VE that I've got now. Like dude's a weapon. And he's quick on track. I think he's got a sixty three or maybe even dipped into a sixty two second lap out of the thirty four out of the drift car. Like Yeah, I think he's fast. Yeah. He is very naturally talented. I think me me and him had a uh, sim racing challenge uh like oh, I don't say he's good at sim racing as well. Yeah, he's, he's also good. <laughs> Far out. There's no chance for fat old dudes like me, eh? Time <laughs> to take off golf, mate. Hand over. Time to, yeah, no, my, yeah, yeah, shut up. <laughs> I'm going to buy a boat. <laughs> <laughs> and cost us like golf. 
<laughs> oh man, no, Jay, yeah, James again, and 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 both him and Sarah are, are driving. I think they have two cars there, so yeah, good on yeah, them, man. Definitely, Sarah's got a crazy car now. Yeah, she's the wagon. She's yeah, got uh, she's, uh, pretty awesome in the drift demo. Yeah, yeah. I was actually like, who the hell's that? And then I saw her get out. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize it was Sarah's car. So uh, she bit the bullet. Lucky girl, beautiful car. Oh well, yeah, like um, yeah, Brenton's just so like he read readed some of the cage bars in one of my cars. He's just a unreal fabricator, just so good. Absolutely. Yeah. Let's step into the virtual world for a little mm. bit. Sim racing, as we've sort of mentioned a little bit, bit of a gun on that. I try. <laughs> now, for anyone who does know sim racing, the Logitech G29, don't sue me, Logitech, uh, and the 290 <laughs> are crap. They're not a go-kart company. <laughs> <laughs> bagged out go-karts enough. It's time to move on to Logitech. <laughs> crap, uh, crap wheels. They're crap systems. But you still managed to do some unbelievable things with those G29. It was G290, I think you had. G920, yeah, same as the G29. Yeah, yeah same, same, just different plug. Yeah. yeah. Um, Silverstone world record, yeah. I believe. Yeah, I think there was one other too, but I can't remember which one it was. <laughs> I'll have to check. Uh, um, Suga Sportsland. Yeah, so Suga Sportsland. I think I got second second in the world for that one. So my wheel broke before I could crack the record. <laughs> so how do you drive well with a piece of crap like that? <laughs> seat time. It's all seat time, man. Le- learning your craft. That, that's all it is. It's uh, perfecting your craft and learning what it can do and what it can't do and, and working around it. So I think, uh, yeah, look. All due respect to John at Racecraft, so you don't have to spend thousands of dollars of Racecraft. Beautiful. Been lied to. Be like Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) In the seat. (laughs) For the record, I love Racecraft. (laughs) Oh, no, they were, yeah. They are fantastic, fantastic um, sim setups. So the um, <laughs> I've, I've watched you a few times at Racecraft, um, you know, racing for Mindy um, and a couple of the different league nights, um, and you, you're fairly calm for most most uh, of those races. Fairly calm. Yeah, um, I have my moments. <laughs> yeah, you do. Uh, <laughs> my, my girlfriend's eight year old went, "Ah, oh, ma, he swore." <laughs> <laughs> sim racing you know it's it had obviously its peak um with COVID, but it seems to be continuing on yeah got any plans to do anything you know i guess bigger than and better outside of you know the the wednesday leagues or you know do you, you know try and get some you know further in that uh yeah absolutely so obviously my my set set up from home broke down uh shortly after doing the world record attempts and uh you know it just i, I just i guess i just abused my gear too much but uh 
they uh but obviously everything's so expensive these days uh so basically when i can get my gear back together and also fix my drift car skyline that's sitting out here uh and it's just all money but I'm, I'm hoping once i get a setup again i can start racing competitively again on the uh on the on the world uh time charts and then from there i'm hoping to start entering some esports so it was unfortunate because I actually qualified for an esport. I came uh, first in my heat in the in this uh, in that um, what do you call it in this region? So basically, the whole uh, eastern region or whatever it is. And uh, and just as the main race was supposed to happen, my 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 setup broke. So but and then there was a mix up with registration and everything like that. But at least I can say I qualified first. So I know what I can get into them now. So. Back when I get comfortable and get into my own gear again, I'm hoping I, I can start racing professionally. And, you know, it's just on the side. So it's fun. I, fi I find sim racing uh, just as just as uh, quality seat time as the real thing. So you can you can learn just as much in the sim world as you can in the real world, I think. So, yeah, I enjoy it. <laughs> back, uh, back when I wrote that article, I asked you about who your uh, biggest supporter was. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> is there is there, has that sponsor is that biggest supporter slash sponsor changed for you? Uh I hope you're talking about my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you agreed, yes. <laughs> yeah. I was just hoping that I said the wife the first time. <laughs> <laughs> no, absolutely. Jackie, Jackie is my rock. Uh, it's, I think I did an appreciation post a few months ago, but what, again, you know, everyone puts me up on the pedestal and, and I get the interviews and I get the news reports and all that stuff. But Jackie's there with me every event. She's there helping in the background. She volunteers with me every single time as well. Like, uh, she stands by me on my on my financial decisions, which most are mistakes, I'm sure. But uh, you know, she's my rock, and she she there she doesn't even drive. So to have you know to have someone my partner down there, like I know a lot of guys that would kill to have their partner there, and she's there. Oh. Every, yeah, she's there every single time. I, I, can't, I can't. And you've already married her because you're smart, unlike Jamie. <laughs> but I like Jackie is phenomenal. Like, so most people will be stoked to have their, their wife, girlfriend, partner, boyfriend, whatever, come along and, and just be a remotely interested or just come along and sit in the car on, on, on the phone or whatever, like, like most tend to do. But Jackie is front line and center in a yellow vest in the rain, picking up cones, helping people get strapped into cars. Um, and she looks like genuinely happy. Yeah, like, like she she looks stoked to be there. I can only think of a handful of other women, like that are dragged along to the track, not competing. Like, there's some that compete that are happy. Yeah, but you probably got like uh, uh, Kelly Maloney, um, Penny, um, Ken's missus, um, and yeah. um, who's um, you know, where's the pants? Uh, and then you got um, Dan and the Sylvester, the sandwich wife. Yeah. yeah. You know, like I can't think of any few, few many others. You got uh, Cluckies, the Cluckettes. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's only a hand. Like I have my hand, and I know hundreds of people at race every weekend. Yeah. yeah you know, no, at, 
Speedway's a little bit different. Speedway's a bit family and uh, more set up that way. And, and just about all the, the wives and girlfriends in Speedway are always there and they're always crewing and helping out. But at, at Wanneroo, like circuits, it's a big day in the sun. And it's when you have downtime and that, it's not as interesting for everyone that's you know, like you or I, it's, it doesn't matter. There's downtime. There's still shit going on. We get it. But the, the wags, different story. Or, or, you know, the husbands and whatever. Yeah. Oh, she, there's some days, uh, for, say for Nishi D, and that there were some days there where she was hidden up in the bridge and couldn't even see the action on the day taking money. I'm just like, I'm just blown away. I'm like, how do you do it? She goes, I like doing it. So, I mean, she, she she's very much my other half. She, she She's my rock. She's awesome. <laughs> Absolutely love, and she's also a committee member of Driftability this year. So, I mean, she just she she just puts herself out there and helps wherever she can. So, yeah, one in a million of iOS. I love her. Now, I'm gonna hand you over to Brent. Yep, this is gonna be one of those long nights. Yeah. I haven't got too many questions because normally I'd go through and go all like talk about car setup and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I'll do a little bit of that. Um, uh, I've got a few questions from uh, fans of yours um, that that will chase up. Um, but firstly, when I ask everyone, do you have any weird superstitions or weird things that you have to do every time you drive? Special socks that we know you don't wear undies, so it won't be special colored undies. Um, you know, like have you got any weird superstitions? If you don't do that, you're going to ruin your, you and your run or just have bad luck sort of thing. Uh, actually, Darren, I don't think. Like I do, I do talk to my car a little bit, but I don't don't yeah. have a, don't have a set little uh, you know love speech for it every morning. So <laughs> I think I just pat it on the steering wheel and say, "Please don't break." But uh, <laughs> yeah, how's how's that going for you? Uh, yeah, it's broken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, it's it's not bad. It's uh, just a power steering pump, which I need to talk to you about. And, uh, yeah, I've got it is in the shed. So whenever you want to grab it, grab it. It's yours. And uh, yeah, and just a clutch. So good, good friend of mine, Richard Lazar, is helping out me out with that one. So God bless. Oh, cool. Is he got a clutch there for you? Or? No, I'm still buying one, but he's going to donate his time and uh, and is yeah going to donate his time to help me put it in. So save me a few dollars on the old labour because I'm not that savvy on the tools yet. I'm learning, but. Sometimes oh, no, Richard's Richard's a very good mechanic. He's very for for a for a chain smoking Colombian. He's um he's pretty <laughs> da- pretty damn good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> he's um no, he's he's very good. Ask him if you get a chance, and this is anyone listening as well. Free for to ask us what are the chameleon the chameleons the lizards that change color that sit on the trees yeah ask him what he used to do with them when he was a teenager when he you know back in puerto rico or Colombia or wherever he grew up south america somewhere <laughs> you'll be in for a good story man he's a funny dude like, hilarious oh, I love uh, the, hopefully the rspca or world wildlife federation aren't listening but yeah uh, I'll, I'll, ask him, I'll ask him in the dms <laughs> yeah yeah get a slide into his dms and now rich is definitely a very good mechanic um, and he's well used to. He just put the RV box back in my car a little while back. So, yeah, yeah. When I changed the PPG, he's, he's good. Yeah, they just they just tuned my car at Hypersport as well. So, I look, yeah, they're good good people down there. Yeah, Andrew's Andrew's a um, yeah. Andrew's just a, he's a good lad. Um, yeah. Oh, that's cool. So you talk to your car. That's, I get it. Um, setup wise, like so, um, you've driven a few different drift cars 
Um, welcome to set up in real cars. Look well. I'm looking at my really expensive sim that I can't get anywhere near your times on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you, you uh, do a lot of work with Ken. Ken, uh, when I was still drifting, and and I've got back into drifting since. When I was still drifting, um, Ken was a massive help for me getting over some. I had some really bad habits. Yeah. Um, how have you used? knowledge from Ken or what have you done to find setup? Cause you've changed through different, you know, the Beamer chassis is completely different to the S13 with an LS in it to what I think is the better, the, the RB skyline. Like how have you figured things out? Uh, just, yeah. Um, Ken's help tapes. Uh, so he, he coaches on the sidelines. He, he, he picks up my mistakes and, you know, he, he yells at me or he makes, you know, hand signals on the sideline saying blip the throttle here and stuff like that. So, you know, he, he helps a lot. And once I hit a certain part of my driving, he, he'll sit me down and he'll go, look, you, you're, you're driving really bloody good. Now it's time to do this. You know what I mean? And he, he, he progressively pushes me to go harder and faster each time. So, you know what I mean? I, I got, Jackie clocked me on the infield last time I was out doing 110 on the entry going, going towards the toilet. So, yeah, I mean, I would have never dreamed of doing that two years yeah. ago when I started. So, I mean, I'm getting faster and faster and in such a small place as well as the infield. It's great. But I think from car to car, it's been pretty easy. Like I said earlier, they've all been set up pretty well from the get-go. Uh, the Skyline, when I received it, was horrible. I think one wheel was facing this way and another wheel was facing this way. And the guy before me did all these weird things to the front end and it was just it was walking on itself and doing all strange things but you know again the community is amazing um jared magetsky uh, his name i last name i'm sorry jared but we call him the pizza chef he uh he works at a, uh, an alignment place and he got me in there on one weekend on the quiet and gave me a tune and uh we looked at the looked at what what, what i wanted out of the car and you know the very next outing i was chucking it back in backwards in, into into my first entry so you know, I mean I just I, I hold a lot of my thanks uh, and gratitude to everyone in the community because I'm still learning how to do everything so if you know everyone that comes on board and helps me set my cars up and it's 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 uh, it, it's it just shows how well the community is because if it wasn't for them I wouldn't be able to drive like that so I, yeah. there's no way I could do any of this without them so yeah no, all, all I got to do is steer the car <laughs> yeah Absolutely. So is it the 32? Is that Dave's old car? Uh, Dave Lawrence? Yeah, yeah. So it's been for a few, but he was the one that built it, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a really good car when he had it. Um, yeah. It's like still, had, so it was really cool. Yeah. Still had some original Japanese uh, up garage for sale yeah. stickers. Love box. So yeah, it's been, yeah. Uh, showed a little bit of history. I actually took him for a ride in it um, a couple of months ago and he says it sounds exactly the same still. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. No, it's cool. Yeah. So Dave and uh, Ali, um, two root, like two really explosive drivers or exciting drivers to watch. Ali's just, yeah, he good. Um, so speaking of, you know, those guys have that specific style of driving um, is I know you're doing it just to push yourself and, and to improve yourself, but do you think you get into competitive drifting in that arms race or you just want to keep pushing your own self? And, I, I, and I get it. It's cool. There's two different sides of drifting and, and yeah. Uh, yeah. I, th- I think I, um, I think I follow in the footsteps of Kenneling on a little bit. He, he goes over to Japan and does the, um, uh, the style drifting. So I don't think they tandem. They just, they get judged on, 
how hard they drive and their style and whatnot. And I really like that aspect of driving as aggressively as I can, as smoothly as I can. So the the whole comp thing really doesn't interest me. Like I know I could probably um, knock around with a few of the boys out there, but it just, I've got nothing to prove. I think where I really want to prove myself is on the track with time. So I think that's where I'll start competing and that's where I'll really put my, my concentration on even though i don't i'll never leave drifting but i think i'll start pursuing that in the background shortly abs 100 get that like even though I, I i judge drifting which is is awesome but sucky all at the same time yeah. um there's there's drivers like aiden Friel's a, a prime example he's uh, like the amount of battles i've had with him over the years and he is just that good but the um the the stock watch doesn't doesn't lie yeah. So and it's not that judges lie, but it's all perspective, right? Yeah. There's there's a hundred different ways to view something that's happened, and when you take all that away from it's just you machine stopwatch, and you machine and car next to you in a stopwatch. There's no, there's nothing else, and that's yeah, and that's why some guys just transition out of it or go back to just doing it to push themselves, and then yeah, yeah. and that's sort of where I'm at, at the moment as well. And and getting back into the fun with that big dumb VE, like not my cup of tea at all that car, but it's actually really easy to use and just have fun with. So, yeah, Jackie, yeah. said that car felt really fast. So that's uh, that's um. Oh, I've got to, I've got to put the video up where you just spoke to me in the thirty-two. Like I couldn't catch you at all. You know, like, I didn't, I didn't want anyone scratching my new paint, so I had to go as fast as I could. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, the sixteen hundred kilo battering around behind you, but. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's you know, like it's I completely get that, and it's cool. And that that's actually one of the the fan questions. Um, another question I got is like, modern world, modern life is expensive, um, and not so much the cost because we all manage to make it work. But everyone is so time poor with their day to day commitments, work commitments for their partner, making a household work, family, kids if you got that way, whatever, um, and, and you manage to commit your time to all the clubs, no bias. You're there for everyone. Like, how do you do it? Uh, I do. uh, Jackie tells me off quite frequently, but I do put my personal life on hold quite a fair bit. So if someone calls of me, uh, I usually drop, drop whatever I have planned and, you know, I go out. So I think that's why personally, that's why I took um, Drift West training, um, off my schedule this month it just so I can reset my brain a little bit it's the first time in you know over a year that I've, I haven't helped but I mean I do I do genuinely like helping I do genuinely like being at the track so it, it to me it's not really sacrificing anything so it's helping my peers and my friends and everybody else out so yeah, it's, I don't see it as sacrifice it's hard sometimes and you know sometimes my grass gets overgrown or Jackie gets a little peed off, but you know, it's, 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 she knows it's what I love. So, so she's supportive. It's good. Yeah. There's a lot of people who commented that you, that they, they're just in awe and they can't believe how good you are to everyone. Like a, I don't know if I can read, I've got one of the messages here from someone. I don't know if I can read it without getting us bumped up another, another, another notch. <laughs> Yeah, so yeah, okay. even even Shane said I'm not allowed to say this, but you're just a, a, a good uh, civilian under naval training for the amount of work that you do for the club. Oh, thank you. I, well, yeah, th- thanks to everyone. It's just, I just, I just like doing it. That's all I can say. But yeah, yeah, and it's it's cool. Like, uh, there's a, like, I, 
I do a little bit of volunteering with judging and scrutiny and stuff, but these people like the flaggies on a race day, cone runners at drifting, crows, um, pit lane marshals, like anyone that's out there in the elements and they're not driving and they just do it and they're so stoked as well. Like everyone, like it's, yeah, buy all those people beers. Lots of beers, and if they don't drink beers, buy them cans of Coke and yeah. whatever. Whatever, to just to say thanks, because uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, look deep down, it hurts on some days, summer especially. But and then oh, know, that last drift round, it poured down with rain halfway through. Man, nuts. Yeah, my um, shoes were soaked through. <laughs> well, and you had these dumb judges yelling you to put cones there, and they know move it forward three centimeters because yeah, we can really <laughs> tell the difference. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I, won't, I won't comment on that last time move I mean, <laughs> um, so back to the sim world how have you uh, were you one of those kids that were always good at computer games or how have you got your eye in for that is it just from the coaching from like John John's really good at um, yeah. he'll say he's, he's not that good at driver but he's, he's awesome mm-hmm. um, is that is that what's got you into it or how have you got so good at that and again, is it just seat time? Is that just all the memes that I've read and ignored? Is it purely right? Well, yeah, it is seat time. I think I think it's stubbornness as well. Uh, obviously, you're going to have some sort of raw talent, I believe, because some people just can't do some things. But I've only been sim racing for what six months, so oh, yeah. You, know I mean? you shut up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I played a little bit of um, I played a little bit of Forza. Um, years and years ago on the controller, but never I've never had that much time for video games. So, but I don't know. I just got addicted to it. About I think I think last year uh, Driscoll WA's staff party for Christmas was at Racecraft, and yeah. me and Jamie had this awesome battle at the end for uh, for second and third, and I was addicted. So, and then about six months down the track, I discovered um, the the. Um, the league nights at Racecraft and started doing them. And from there I built that little crappy sim that I built and, you know, just started driving. So, but yeah, that's been about six months of solid driving and uh, yeah, I don't know. I think I've just got a knack for it, I guess. I've I've got no explanation for you. (laughs) Uh, I just enjoy doing it. Same as drifting. So I'm just lucky. I guess I've got, yeah. There's still, man, I still stand by it. There's so many people out there just amazingly quick, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like I'm up there with some some of the best and then you you got these other guys that walk in and shave two seconds off your lap, you know what I mean? There's just, you've always got, there's someone always faster than you. And I think that's what I love because I, I, I chase, you know, I'm always chasing that to be that bit better. So, yeah, I don't know. It's addictive. And I hate being second, so that's... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you've got that proper competitive push, yeah. and that's that's what's kind of cool about some racing people that. Things we uh, um, tell the guy the nights too much, Ricky Bobby. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're not first, last. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, what's cool about some racing, especially the proper some racing, is like people just don't get that once you've got the headset on and you've got a decent monitor set up, or if you're in VR. Um, and like, so once you're in a decent race, like I do a lot of oval racing now, cause I get that feeling quite quickly. Once you're packed up with a group, you forget like that immersion's there, you know, like you forget it's right. And then it's kind of cool. Like the racing for Mindy fundraiser we did, we had, uh, again, Andrew Stevens, I'll pick on him. Immense talent behind the wheel. Doesn't have a sim set up at home, not a computer guy. 
I think it's like the fourth time he's been on a sim and he qualified with professional sim races, you know. Uh, I think he ended up fifth or sixth overall, which is, just shows that it's all transferable skill, which is, yeah. I think, pretty cool. Um, i got one last question for you um, before I go. What is – oh, actually, i got two, sorry. Um, so um, one drift question, one general question. Um, uh, drift – Technique-wise, what is the single biggest lesson you've learned and what is the single biggest thing you'd tell someone else? So someone that's already drifting, not like complete new kicking second out of a corner around Bunnings. <laughs> uh, oh, that's, that's a tricky one to be on the spot. Um, I, think, I think the biggest one that I learned from Ken Leon that I tried to, that I try to push on to everyone is right from the word go, don't be lazy on the wheel. Uh, so you, you don't necessarily have to manhandle the wheel, but, you know, I mean, tell the car where you want it to go and, you know, you, you, yeah, don't be lazy on the wheel. You know, don't just let it counter steer and be lazy and carry on. If you want those sharp, crisp movements, then, you know, show the car where it wants to go, follow the wheel around and counter steer. And, I mean, it's, yeah, it's easy to tell in person when I'm training, but, you know, I, I owe a lot to Ken Leon, like I said before. He's, he's taught me not to be lazy and is the only reason why I can do backies and all the other crazy stuff we like to do. So yeah. Don't be lazy behind the wheel. Practice, practice, practice. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm, I'm the world's laziest driver. And uh, Ken, I had this conversation with Ken years and he probably doesn't remember years and years and years ago, Collie at the back track. He's like, drive the car. Don't let it drive you just because it's set up well. It's power. Drive the car. And so when I'm judging this, what I look for is I want to, I want to see cars that should be driven because it's very like, and it's kind of getting easier to tell when you just, someone's catching a car, and the cars are all so well set up now. Like the the, the yeah. clue, you know, it's not like five years ago when drifting when there was, you know, now we've got so much work with knuckles and suspension, and the cars are all you can tell when someone's just catching it and it's doing the next thing, and and I'm one of those. So yeah. <laughs> um, and the next one, if you could have any car, drift or race car, what would be your pick? Uh, RX7 Series 8 Bathurst Edition. There you go. SP2. Nice. There's one in WA and uh, Karen Yup, a very good friend of mine, owns one. Oh, if he wants to donate. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I've because uh, my wife's a mad road ahead. That's why we've got the, the RX7s as well. Yeah. Um, and it's her, one of her mother's group friends, husband's cars. And uh, we've tried to buy it several times already. <laughs> I had an RX7 Series 4 on the Gold Coast and it just I sold it to come to WA and I regret it every day. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I just love road. Rotaries are beautiful engines, work, work of art. Yeah, no, awesome. Oh, that's, that's cool. I didn't know that about you, Jimmy, so that's cool. You heard yeah. it here first. There you go, mate. <laughs> yeah. Penny uh, Kiwi, of course, I have to like rotaries. It's like part, it's part of, it's like learning how to scaffold. You have to like rotaries. What's Beardy whispering? I, I said and pronounced Subaru like an idiot. Yeah. Hey, did you see our guy was the winner again this rally on the yeah, weekend? was. How good is that? Yeah. yeah. In a Subaru. It's a Subaru. You know, <laughs> no, it says you are a bus backwards. Might as, might as well with how the Kiwis pronounce it. Race car spelled backwards is still race car. Mm. Yeah, I love that one. That's a... yeah, race car upside down is spelled expensive. 
wonder how many people are like typing race car now and turning their phone upside down to see if that's a thing. I don't know how many people are just looking at the phone just going, oh, what do we even bother listening to Brent? Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, question for you, Jimmy. Yes. If you could have anyone sitting in you know, your passenger seat giving you tips on driving, you know, either drifting or racing, from any era in motorsport, any discipline of motorsport, who would you want that to be? Oh, Jesus. So many on-the-spot questions. Um, probably Nicky Lauda. Yeah, there you go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That man was an inspiration. So I think he, put, I think he made dedication to driving uh, a form, like an art form. So I don't think there was anyone ever as dedicated as him. So yeah, I'd love to meet Nicky. <laughs> yeah. Um, met him once. Nice guy. Really? Really? Yeah. Awesome. Met him once. Yep. Wow. Lucky. Wasn't, wasn't urinating next to him in a public toilet. Like how I met Lewis Hamilton's dad, but no. <laughs> was it bigger? <laughs> <laughs> It wasn't (laughs) in that particular setting. (laughs) Oh, God. Canada Grand Prix was a a very, uh, yeah, met met a few people. It was was good. Yeah, that'd be amazing. And saw uh, Alan Jones pick his nose right before he shook uh, Daniel Ricciardo's hand. Oh, wow. (laughs) Jesus. Yeah. Actually, At least it wasn't the other way around because Ricardo does have a decent snoz on him. Yeah, no, no. I've got the photo <laughs> sequence of that happening. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's that's why I was so upset that I couldn't finish that Logitech G Challenge um, tournament because the winner was to be flown over to the British Grand Prix. I've never seen a Grand Prix, so yeah. I really wanted to go. <laughs> I tell but you, what, the best Grand Prix to go to locally in terms of, you know, within a decent flight range. Mm. Singapore. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, that that track's beautiful, isn't it? Massive, massive different levels to the Australian Grand Prix. Yeah. Australian Grand Prix call it our home race and that. And they advertise all these, oh yeah, we're gonna have this wicked entertainment. I'm sorry, it sucks every year. <clears throat> the value for money you get going to Singapore Grand Prix. <clears throat> First time I went. Um, got uh, got Rick Rick Astley was uh, performing, so I got Rick rolled in person. Um, who else was there? there? It's really bad that I only remember Rick Astley, but there there was some massive people playing. The second time I went was uh, Maroon Five, Bon Jovi. Oh wow! Like, and that's all included with your ticket. Yeah. It's not like Melbourne did it. I think Melbourne was going to do it this year. They had one a separate concert. Um, and I think it was, oh, I can't remember who they were bringing, but it was going to be separate. It was basically like, yep, this person's coming over for the Grand Prix. Uh, we're going to put on a concert, but you got to pay extra to go to it. So you, you're paying at Singapore, say for the Wander, the general admin ticket. Mm-hmm. Best value general admin ticket you'll get. It's about between four hundred to five hundred dollars for three days. Wow! Concerts included. 
Singapore's Singapore's on another level, though, aren't they? Really? Oh God, they've, they've got it dialed in. Yeah, the activations the around the event. You know, it's you'd think Australia being the launch of the F1 season, they'd do some wicked stuff. Yeah. Um, and last year was the first time they did something. Um, yeah. Like Federation Square. But Singapore has, you know, like Mercedes will hire out, uh, you know, the central court at one of the malls and do a meet and greet with their drivers. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Singapore is just so easy to get around. Like it's yeah. blows me off. I've spent a bit of time there, um, you know, through work and, and um, you know, offshore adventures. Um, but the uh, it's just a really – I don't know why any – major modern city isn't as easy to get around with that and so well built up i don't know maybe we have a few more laws that stop that but it's so good and yeah melbourne like the supercars do it like darwin supercar round is is i personally reckon is almost better than the gold coast with the <laughs> the bands they have in the middle of the track the buses go straight to town towns all blocked off the cars is all blocked off yeah they have stuff on at the parade they do the same for the um not on the same level but they do pretty similar for the sprint cars when they have the big meet up there um, yeah, they should. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't been to an F1 in Melbourne. I, I, I wish they'd do it. Um, yeah. And yes, yeah, I'm, I'm spewing that Malaysia's off the cards for F1 because I do like that track. So, yeah, I wanted to go. I want. I wanted that to be the next one I went to because, you know, it's a hop. Well, when I was living up north, it was it's a hop, skip, and a jump from Singers. You know, it's a couple of hours, and you're there. Yeah. So, no, Jimmy, we'll go on tour. Get Jackie, start saving up. We'll go to Singers. I can't promise we're staying at the Marina Bay Sands, but uh, everywhere's pretty good around there. If you budget for a holiday to Sydney, you'll have a fat time in Singapore. It's not yeah, that expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Easy days, mate. Okay. Singapore is expensive, but if you go to the Marina Bay Sands or, you know, the banking district, yeah, it's yeah. expensive. Um, if you stay out in the uh, dodgy parts of Singapore, so they call them, um, mm. it's so cheap. You know, like yeah, like stay food for two dollars. You know, yeah. Um, beers. Yeah, one liter beers for a couple of bucks as well. You know, it's oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you stay in Marina Bay or on Boat Key or Clark Key or something like that, yeah, it's just, But again, what what I say, like we always stay at Santosa when we go as a family and. If you budget for a holiday in Australia, like going to Brisbane or, or Sydney, you'll have a, an amazing time. If you budget for a holiday to Bali or Thailand, then yeah, you got to stay out a little bit. But yeah. um, it's the service is phenomenal, and the, the people there's a way to get around. It's oh, weird. Jack, Jackie went last year with her mum, and she hasn't stopped talking about it since. She wants to move there. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't think I'm ready for that one yet. <laughs> hey, happy wife. Happy life. <laughs> I'll look after 32 for you. It's fine, man. It's... Thanks, mate. Appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> got a really nice note there. And Boris yeah. had to go screw it up as usual. Oh. Yeah, happy, happy life. On that note, finish up the episode. Nah, Boris had to keep rambling. <laughs> and cut. And cut. <laughs> <laughs> look, um, Remind us, finish out the episode. When is the Driftability fundraising happening in Auto Pro? Uh, yeah, so Auto Pro, 31st of October, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. I'll be down there with, uh, we've got 
a couple of drift cars coming down for a display. We're going to have gold prizes as well. And I'm going to be personally serving everyone sausages and onion. You can have the onion on top or the bottom. I don't care. And uh, yeah, and all money is going to Driftability and the Ability Center. So it's for a really good cause. So. Auto Pro Wanneroo, you guys are absolute weapons. Absolute legends, mate. The best in the biz. So don't go anywhere else. And Driftability is on Thursday, the 26th of November. November. All right. So we'll chuck up some links uh, to uh, a bit about what the event's about. We'll link in DJ Labsha's video. And uh, of course, there is a GoFundMe if you can't attend. Um, and you want to make a donation, yeah, to the, to the, basically the money ends up at the ability center. Um, yeah, head along to that. We'll chuck the link in the description to that as well. And yeah, as you said earlier, a dollar 50 cents, whatever. Anything. Don't be embarrassed. And, uh, just a huge shout out to Amy Ayers, Chanel Layla, Jackie Russo, Penny Lubsha and Sarah Jane Holland. They're the guys behind the scene making all this possible and they don't get the mention often. So they're the guys doing the hard work behind the scenes making this event come to life. So thank you, all of you. It's awesome. Yeah, that's definitely yeah. not a one-person show. It's uh, absolutely not. Have you know the whole committee behind it? Absolutely. Fantastic. That's well, um, at episode twenty-five. Uh, I'm not even going to say who our next week guest is because every time I say it, I or jinx it. Yeah. Um, so they, all I can say is they will be awesome. They are incredible. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, your guess is as good as ours. Just quickly, that helmet behind you, the uh, little clown mask. Yeah. Oh, Jimena's mask. So chuck it on for us. <laughs> <laughs> this is my special one. Hold on. <laughs> that is uh... beautiful. Thanks, mate. I'll, uh, I'll unmute. <laughs> Love you guys too. Oh, that is that is uh, terrifyingly sketchy. Uh, well, the, the clown on my face. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. Episode twenty-five wraps up. Here's your deal. Subscribe, listen, blah 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 like. blah. Driftability is all about what it's all about for this episode and probably for the next few. So uh, get on board, have mm. a look, go have a cry, take your tissues with you when you go to see DJ's video. Uh, that's the one about driftability, not the other video that's out by DJ. Um, and since we're in that R18 place, that's where I might as well finish it. Thanks, guys.